Hello, and thank you for listening to this Fun Board Council podcast. This is a 15-minute excerpt of our longer podcasts, and the full podcasts are available exclusively to Fun Board Council members via their member portal. If you like what you hear and you'd like to find out more about membership, please do contact us via our website at funboards.org. In the meantime, happy listening. Hello, and welcome to this session of the Fun Boards Council INED Bootcamp 2021. I'm Brandon Horwitz, a senior advisor to the Fun Boards Council. Today, we will be discussing fund liquidity management. I'm joined by Sebastian Smodis, a Managing Director and Global Head of Equity, ETF and Liquidity Risk Management at State Street Global Advisors, to get his perspective on how liquidity is managed in practice. Our discussion today will consider how and why firms need a clear framework and tools to manage liquidity risk, including a playbook which they could bring into uh, play if there was a major event such as the uh, March 2020 uh, market volatility and liquidity issues. We'll also explore the limits of risk which can be managed by an individual fund board or a fund management firm versus the more macro prudential or systemic financial stability risks um, which might need a, a regulator or a central bank to be involved. Finally, we'll consider some of the questions as to how funds are designed, taking into account the appropriateness of uh, illiquid assets uh, and thinking about, are there perhaps some asset classes which shouldn't be in open-ended daily traded funds? Uh, I'd just like to clarify, Sebastian will be speaking today in a personal capacity, so he's very kindly sharing some views with us, but please bear in mind these are his own and they don't represent the views of his organisation. So Sebastian, welcome. Before I, I hit you with a few questions, is there anything you'd like to uh, open with or any sort of general thoughts on this theme? Yeah, first of all, I would I would like to thank you for this opportunity and thank you for 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 having me uh, today. Um, so, as as you already alluded to, liquidity risk management, similar to liquidity itself, it's it's a multi multifaceted concept. It is comprised of several different aspects, and hopefully, we'll we'll have a chance to go through some of these today. And I guess if I had some perhaps some kind of introductory remarks around you know, why is liquidity risk management important? Uh, I could say that effective liquidity risk management helps to safeguard the interest of the investors, ensures that the products that are offered as part of the kind of investment management service are robust, and ultimately also helps to protect the financial markets and reduce systemic risk. Makes sense, a, a really good basis for us to start the discussion. So my, my first quite high level question is, what do you actually see as the core elements of a liquidity risk management framework? Thank you, that's, that's, a, that's a very good question. So liquidity risk management framework is, is comprised of several foundational components, the way I would describe that. So in, in our organization, we take a life cycle approach to liquidity risk management, which means that the, the framework really starts with the review of suitability, right? During the product design phase, right? So the, the product suitability reviews are, are obviously important based on the nature of the offerings that we offer. And those come with, you know, different liquidity characteristics. And those are offered to different audiences. And obviously they have different characteristics such as dealing frequency. To support this process, uh, liquidity measurement 
and monitoring framework is key. And, and I would argue that that should be combined with liquidity stress testing. And that liquidity measurement and monitoring framework should really focus on both asset liquidity as well as funding or redemption liquidity. And that is particularly important for collective investment vehicles, kind of open-ended funds that really need to take into consideration investor behavior. So, so that's sort of this kind of, you know, the second pillar of the liquidity risk management framework. The third pillar of liquidity risk management framework is focused on contingency planning. It's really an integral part of the framework because it is not sufficient to measure and monitor liquidity risk. It's also important to put in place mechanisms that are really there to protect the investors, both the investors that want to engage in activity, either redeem or create, as well as the investors that remain in the fund following you know, some investors, let's say, redeeming their units from the fund. Again, particularly important for open-ended uh, daily dealing funds. And then the overarching is almost, almost like a, you know, if, if you think about the liquidity risk management framework as a house, the kind of the overarching roof is the governance. The governance should really be there to ensure that there is a remit, that there is accountability of different stakeholders that have their responsibility across the liquidity risk management framework, which has to be implemented across you know, different business lines as, as part of first line of defense and then through, you know, risk management function, uh, compliance functions as part of second line of defense. And what, you know, based on our experience, that governance uh, is, 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 is the best, uh, is the best uh, sort of, or the most effective when supported by a governance committee, which brings together all the relevant stakeholders and really ensures that the organization uh, has appropriate liquidity risk management framework combined with contingency planning as well as escalation. That's very interesting. Thank you. And it makes me think about a, a fund boards council panel we had um, just about a month ago where we had a, a group of independent non-executive directors and a chief risk officer. And we spent a lot of time debating the question as um, whether or not liquidity risk management should be something which is managed alongside all other risks in the organization, um, or is it something which is so important it should be measured separately? Perhaps there's a separate liquidity risk committee, uh, and it's not just part of the general risk management committee. J just very interested in your views um, as to how you think uh, it, it could be managed or should be managed as a, as a best practice. Yeah, no, it's 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 a very good question. It's something that we've we have been debating internally as well over the years. My view is that liquidity risk management is in many ways an extension of you know the overall investment risk management structure. And because of that, it should be integrated to the extent possible with other parts of the risk management framework. But to your point, because it does have some specificities around measurement and monitoring and connectivity, you know, between different functions, it should, you know, also come with clear delineation of responsibilities, especially when it comes to liquidity measurement, monitoring, the systems used to support that, 
and then and then governance. So the way we've approached it was so back in 2015, we've decided to create a dedicated liquidity risk management function with its all set of tools and overall objectives. And the main reason for that was because we understood that in order to get it right, it is best for that function to start, you know, as, as an as an independent group that will kind of build the entire liquidity risk management framework. But as we were building out the framework, it became very much apparent to us that it has to be a joint effort between various business functions, including, you know, parts of the investment risk, trading functions, investment management functions, you know, product, as well as established governance structures in the firm. So little by little, as liquidity risk management framework has has grown, there were certain elements that were established as independent and have remained independent till this day. One example is liquidity management committee, which is a subcommittee of the risk committee. Right, so it is integrated in the broader risk management framework, but it does exist as a as a designated governance forum with its own set of responsibilities and representatives that are very specific to liquidity risk as a risk that cuts across you know several domains of the organization. And then more recently, what we've tried to do more and more of, so we've we've built out the kind of set of liquidity you know, measurement and monitoring tools, which started, you know, which came into existence almost as independent tools, but little by little, we started integrating that more, more and more with some of the existing investment risk management tools and reporting to ensure that we recognize that liquidity risk is not just about time to liquidation. It is also about valuation. It's also about volatility and in order to ensure that investors are protected, I guess we also need to understand how liquidity management impacts some other exposures in the funds, uh, such as tracking error, such as you know anti-dilution levies. You know how are we ensuring that you know any liquid li- liquidation costs are allocated to investors that are benefiting from liquidity? You know how do we ensure that the tracking of the fund is not impacted? So. I do see it as something that is, you know, quite interconnected with other parts of risk management. Makes sense. That, 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 that makes a lot of sense. And coming back to the, the framework that you described for us, you mentioned contingency planning as one of those three pillars. Uh, I understand that would be specifically in the, in the, in the case of a, a liquidity stress event. And previously when we've spoken, you've talked about something called a, a liquidity risk playbook. Um, which could be brought into actually brought into play at this point in time. Could you perhaps walk us through what you think would feature in a, a liquidity risk playbook? And and perhaps I don't know if you've got any examples of, of where it's actually been invoked in a liquidity stress event. Sure. The the contingency planning pillar of, of liquidity risk management framework is really there to maintain uh, you know a, appropriate sort of liquidity management framework to govern any actions that the organizations can, you know, take in both normal times and then even more importantly in times of, of market stress. And liquidity risk playbook is an attempt to create a structure around different scenarios 
and liquidity management tools that are available for those scenarios combined with roles and responsibilities of different stakeholders that need to participate in you know that contingency planning and decision making process so if you look at that it's kind of a typical daily dealing uh, open ended funds you know let's say it's a usage or AIFMD fund so 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 usually these these funds depending on jurisdiction but but in most cases these funds have several liquidity management tools available right and i would describe some of these tools as you know business as usual kind of bau tools that are used on a daily basis such as swing pricing you know anti dilution levies even in kind redemptions right and then as we kind of move from you know from business as usual to increasing liquidity challenges and then to severe liquidity challenges you know perhaps best represented with what what happened during the market turmoil so those liquidity management tools they're kind of you know gradually turn more towards you know kind of these sort of you know exceptional liquidity management tools let's say uh you know limiting redemptions or or you know or de- delaying the settlements then i guess you know at the end of the, the sort of the kind of the waterfall right that can be used kind of as an as an analogy right so kind of a waterfall of liquidity management tools kind of at the end of the waterfall are some of these exceptional tools such as you know gating uh nav suspension and even you know fund liquidation as sort of the final and you know perhaps the most nuclear decision that a fund board can 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 make so obviously a lot needs to go right in order for this decision making process to work as designed and liquidity risk playbooks really put a structure on what is a complex decision making process in in our organization we actually have these liquidity risk management playbooks built out across you know all the fund ranges we have globally and and this is again particularly important for regulated kind of you know registered and non-registered open-ended funds and in addition to creating a decision-making framework what we believe or what i believe is also very important is that these contingency plans are regularly tested because what 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 was quite evident in in march 2020 for our organization was that years of preparation for such scenarios really put us in a, in a in a position where, well, certainly, I mean, that was to some extent a, a black swan event that no one could could have predicted. But we understood what were the tools available, and we understood because we regularly, you know, played through such scenarios with all the right stakeholders how such decision-making process would look like. Ultimately, when it comes to these exceptional liquidity management tools, decision will ultimately have to be made by the board, but the board will be looking to relevant experts in the organization, particularly risk management, you know, investment teams, trading, you know, funds management, product management, to come up with a set of recommendations and clear implications of each decision. We hope you enjoyed that uh, 15 minute excerpt. If you did and you'd like to find out more about how you can access the full recording uh, or about FBC membership in general, please contact us via our website at funboards.org.